0: Hi guys, you may remember some time ago I posted a video about the launch of Pakistan's first indigenous EV. The first EV that is to be designed, developed and built in Pakistan itself. I was fortunate enough to be in Karachi at the actual launch event of the prototype and I got to bring you that video. What I didn't get to bring you at the time was an interview with one of the key figures leading this project. And in this video, I'm going to correct that. We're going to be talking to Dr. Hushi uh Chairman of DICE Foundation, which are the brains literally behind this project. And we're going to be talking to him about the car, its development, the processes behind it, what indigenous actually means, when we're going to see this car, and also maybe some of the controversy that came out of that actual event as well. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I think it was absolutely fascinating. Dr. Hushid Qureshi, what a joy to... F- actually, I have seen you. I saw you at the <laughs> unveiling of this car in Pakistan, but I never got a chance to speak to you. Fortunately, now we're getting to do that. Welcome so much.
1: Oh, you, you are very welcome. Um, um, it's my pleasure. So first of all,
0: let's g- uh, go back uh, and touch briefly on uh, where it was that I saw you. So, I, so just for the benefit of people that may be watching or listening for the first time, I was in Karachi in, uh, over the summer. And very fortunate at the last minute to be invited to something of a rather historic and special event, uh, which turned out to be the unveiling of Pakistan's first indigenous EV. And, um, and you're one of the, 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 the lead people behind that. Um, just briefly touch on what, how significant was that event?
1: I think, in my opinion, it was um, extremely significant event uh, because Pakistan I mean has to stay in par with the rest of the world Um, it's not so much as it was on 14th of August that just happened to be 14th of August because that's right 14th of August uh,
0: just for people to know it happens to be Independence Day for Pakistan yeah
1: exactly but it's but it's almost 75 years if you really look at it Pakistan does not have its own own car indigenous car I mean there has been some efforts, uh, there are still some efforts going on. Yeah. But if you really talk about a car which is properly engineered, designed according to international standards, we do not have any car like that. So do I you know a guy
0: called uh, Murtaza Mandviwala? Uh, no. No. Okay, so he's written a book. He's, he's from the Mandviwala uh, family in Pakistan. Uh, in, in okay. They do the Suzuki dealership. And he's the first person that's uh, documented this. And he's written a fantastic book. I've done a video with him as well while I was there yeah. called Steering the Pakistani Wheel. And oh. in it, he does actually document the various attempts that were made throughout the years at right. you know, yeah. homegrown indigenous things, but they never quite came to fruition for a number of reasons. You know, I mean, Do you think that, that that's, that's in the past now? Do you think this is a new time and a new approach and things can be different now?
1: Personally, I do believe that. Okay, because I think years I, I know several efforts which happened in the past. Uh, market was dominated by only a couple of uh, uh, foreign OEMs at that time. Uh, they had monopoly. Still, some of them had monopoly, but new entrants are coming in now. I think uh, so. I personally think this is competition is not bad. Okay, I'm not against uh, foreign cars in Pakistan at all. Okay. But it's just that my my issue is that why don't we have Pakistani car there, okay? Even five percent market share, ten percent market share, we have to have a car. So I I think things have changed now, uh, and, um, and 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 we are going in with this positive approach. We are getting support really from uh, several government institutions too. At I mean at some level right now, so I'm, I'm pretty hopeful.
0: Now it's interesting that you said that you're not against um, foreign cars in Pakistan because of course you're not actually in Pakistan at the moment. You're in Michigan, you're in uh, Motor City, you're in uh, Detroit yeah. and uh, you yourself have It's what is it, it's well over 20 years, isn't it, in the in the automotive industry, isn't it? Tell us a bit about yeah. your own journey.
1: I actually, uh, um, I've been living in Michigan since I came uh, in 1990 from from Pakistan. And I just went like four years outside Michigan. So in 32 years, I would say 28 years I've been here. So i worked for Ford Motor Company for 11 years. And right now I work for a large Chinese OEM. I head up there uh, in R&D division. They do the systems engineering of uh, of autonomous vehicles. That's where I head up right now uh, for the Chinese company. And then even when I work for technology company like Dassault Systems uh, is a French big, big uh, group. Uh, I was a director of systems engineering there. I was very much involved with auto industry. So I've been with auto industry, living in, I, I breathe, I, I live auto industry. Yeah.
0: Are you a car now, guy? Would you describe yourself as a car guy?
1: I do. I do. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a petrolhead. <laughs> yep. Yep. yeah. So, so, and also at Ford, you also worked on AI and autonomous vehicles, didn't you?
1: In Ford, I worked on knowledge-based engineering. Mm-hmm. More on uh, knowledge-based engineering, artificial intelligence. That's that was the area, and and then I also worked on systems engineering for a long time. My area of expertise is really systems engineering. How do you put systems together? You know, uh, that's what I do.
0: How do you get them to work together to achieve what you want to achieve?
1: Yeah, to to balance the attributes and come to design an optimum system.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And car is a very good example because you want a car which is durable you want a car which has a good range you want a car which has good nvh you want a car with a good ride and handling you want a car with a good turning radius you want a car with a good ergonomics you want a car with a good headroom and the leg room and all of there are thousands of attributes which you have to actually balance when you design a car and that's what i think the innovation is what we brought to pakistan right now
0: we'll come to that in a minute you're absolutely right i think a lot of people don't really have an understanding of just how many different elements go into building cars and putting cars together and calibrating cars you know exactly. um, I, I i'm not a i'm not a huge fan of car modification and the reason that i'm not is because i say that you do realize how much time effort and money manufacturers have put into engineering everything so that it's calibrated exactly to the next thing and the moment yeah. you change one thing you put everything out of whack right
1: yeah, yeah i mean you you, you. You run into, you take a risk of uh, disturbing the design integrity, yeah. engineering integrity. So you have to be very careful when you modify the cars. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah exactly. Yeah. But I want to talk to you about um, uh, autonomous vehicles because you, you, you're you working in this area at the moment. You've experienced about the uh, engineering. Um, you know, from from a journalist point of view and from somebody who's been writing about cars for nearly three decades, over, over three decades actually, um, I, I I still am a huge skeptic when it comes to autonomous vehicles and the ability of vehicles. I mean, I've seen them in action. I've been in them. I've experienced them. I've experienced self-parking. I know. I think we're up to. I know that there's five levels uh, of autonomy, and I think we're up to level three, I believe. But I personally still feel that we are a decade, if not two decades, away from fully autonomous vehicles. From that, that level five approach. What do you think?
1: I think uh, in general, I think you're right. We are at least a decade away. Uh, But whether we may be for for its general deployment, but you may be able to see some level four and five in some restricted areas where the infrastructure is actually prepared and ready for level four and level five automations. But if you think of like uh, that, we will be able to call an Uber without a driver. Uh, in, in London or somewhere else, I mean, I think we are, we are quite far away from that. Don't you find it
0: quite uh, worrying and, and a little bit scary sometimes when you see these influencers or people like that on YouTube and they're sitting in the back of their Tesla or they're sitting on their Tesla with their legs up on the seats and trying to show that the world, that the car... Is, and, I, and I'm terrified because I think you're giving the world the wrong impression. You know, yes, it has yeah. limited aut- autonomous ability, but you can't do that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's where, I mean, we have to be very careful. Because especially like people like maybe you and me, who are in this industry, we understand it. But think of my wife, you know, who who may not be that much familiar with cars. So if he thinks because she just bought recently um, a Lexus, I mean, she it had all autonomous functions. Mm -hmm. But I told her, I mean, you know, she was very excited to use all of them. I said, you can use them, but be careful. This is level two functions right now. You still have to be attentive and looking at the road. You know, it's not that you can start texting it, uh, texting or doing something because you still this is for your ease. I mean, you when we did uh, cruise control, that definitely we all love cruise control, isn't it? If you are going long, long rides, Uh, so this is an automation. People were very sceptical at that time. Then we got into adaptive cruise we can adjust your speed. Now there's a level, the second level of automation that we also have done the steering Mm -hmm. um, uh, automation. So slowly we are going towards it. And and again, just for the sake of audience, it's really where we are right now is that you have to pay attention to the road. Okay, your mind has to be on the road, your eyes has to be on the road, and you also should be touching the steering wheel for a while, you know, a little bit. That's for the safety. That is level two. Then when you go to level three, then level three allows you to take your eyes off the road for a while, okay? So that if you do texting and everything, but your mind still has to be attentive. You cannot sleep. When you go to level four, then you have to, your, your mind can be off. Uh, and then then basically you can actually, if you if you doze off or something, then it's okay in level four. If you really get to level four, which we do not, I mean right now. And then level five is complete automation. You don't even need a driver. Uh, so people need to understand those levels. Uh, so right now, we are at the level two, two and a half level. I wouldn't even say that we are at level three, I can tell you. That's good. I mean, there was, there was Audi, which was supposed yeah. to come yeah but it never yeah the in Audi
0: a A8 I remember doing the launch exactly. a few years ago and they said that that's yeah. level 3 but it turned yeah. out it was level 3 on the Autobahn only on certain sections. <laughs> you know it was it was that sort of in thing some section, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. but uh, I'm th- thank you so much uh, Dr. Kashid for clarifying that and clearing that mm. up because I think like you say there's a lot of confusion especially amongst lay people especially when they see these videos just to continue just to round that off and continue that a little bit further because the whole area fascinates me honestly because i 'm as well as being a huge car guy i 'm a huge science fiction fan as well and uh, and I do think that you know the the level of the level five or level four or level five i don 't think that 's going to happen until we 've got sophisticated AI right because driving a car is such an intuitive thing that we all do as humans so we 're judging other people we 're judging cars we 're judging yeah, traffic yeah. conditions and, and even if you say if you the difference between Trying to um, deploy an autonomous car in Germany compared to trying to deploy the same autonomous car in downtown Karachi, I think you know that presents
1: fundamentally unique challenges, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, AI is what you teach AI, isn't it? So if I if I develop uh, because AI is 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 a critical part of autonomous these days, autonomous vehicles. Uh, obviously, sensor set and everything is there, but AI plays a very big role. Uh, but AI is what you teach. So, if I have collected all the data in the United States and that's how I have trained my vehicle, it is going to behave that it is in the United States, isn't it? So, if I put that in Karachi, that it has not learned. I mean, it you won't know that the bicycle guy will do a close cut in to, to you like a hardly like a few inches from you, you know, so, uh, so yeah, so it's very important. I mean, you have to be very, very careful.
0: Let's move on to DICE. You're chairman of DICE, I believe, right? Yes. So, and what is DICE and what does it do?
1: So DICE is a, is a, is a nonprofit organization, which is based in uh, United States. So we started uh, DICE program in Pakistan in 2007, formally registered the organization in 2012, about 10 years ago. Uh, it's a, a non-profit organization uh, for expatriate Pakistan, uh, which expatriate Pakistani. Whole idea was how do we convert brain drain into brain gain. Number one.
0: So just to and define you know. that for people, what we mean by that, brain drain, yeah. we mean like <coughs> losing talent, creativity and skill from the home country. You know, because exactly. people obviously they go to America or they go to UK or Germany, they look for, um, for jobs in those positions. I just actually, before speaking to you, I just spoke to um, another guy called Farooq, who's actually okay. working with uh, Konigsegg in, uh, in Sweden. And he's from <laughs> Lahore, you know. Um, but something very interesting he said was that if he has the opportunity to take his skills back, he would like to do that. But so this is what we're talking about. We're talking about not trying not to lose those skills and, and, and exactly. that creativity and that intelligence from the country itself.
1: Right. So I've been part of. I'm I'm part of Rain Rain, isn't it? Which happened in 1990. I came. I did. I graduated from NED University, and I came to, to USA. In 32 years. If you look at it, I've worked outside Pakistan. So technically what I have given back. Yeah. I mean I, I learned all my engineering at NED yeah. University. So that was a brain drain. NED university spent all that money on me, okay, and I came here. Yeah. Okay. It's a brain drain. So what we said that brain, how do we convert into brain gain? How do we create and use that to create a culture of innovation, promote innovation in Pakistan? Because I don't want to get too much into it. We all know that innovation is is really the lifeblood of prosperity to any nation i mean we cannot i don't think you can bring even natural resources i mean how long they are they they last you have to be you have to bring more innovative products in the market so you have so we said that we are going to create an innovation culture in pakistan and and we are going to have they convert this brain drain into brain gain we did realize that lot of people who came like 30-35 years ago, they have families here, they have kids here. They actually, even if they want to go back, they actually cannot go back because yeah. of the reality. Yeah. Because they have, they have kids, they have grandsons, granddaughters, people are living here. So we said we need to create a platform where we, in this day and age where it's like all globalization all over place, communication is not an issue. So why is somebody sitting in Michigan, where we are we have thousands of pakistanis working as well as retired yeah. even in uk we have a dice chapter in uk too uh working for big companies like jaguar Land Rover and and zf and many companies why can't we and some of them are retired too why can't we use their brain bring them to the platform and design a car for pakistan in this case mm-hmm. you mm. know or any other product yeah so with that we we started that slowly yeah. we grew we have like innovation pros Pre-COVID, we used to have eight or nine big large innovation events in Pakistan um, in textile, in agriculture, in IT, and uh, even mega event. And many, many events we do innovation where universities bring their, uh, university students bring their final year projects and master projects. And and then we invite industry, uh, where industry CEOs are there just to give you an idea when we started our textile platform. We only had first year a limited number of, uh, we had good good uh, student projects, but we had very limited participation from industry, maybe a few, five or seven. But then in five years, we raised it to to almost about 100 CEOs were there, okay, from all major textile companies in Pakistan, because they realized the power of innovation. You will see people from Kadi, you will also people say from Interloop, the largest um, socks manu- manufacturer of the world, I mean, that CEO was there and they went for 12 hours. Okay, uh, Chenwan Rafiqsa was there. So the point is you have to create that culture and the environment. You have to bring, I mean there has been a disconnect and trust issue between academia and industry in Pakistan and that's what we were trying to build and bring them bring them closer. And at the same time we all would also invite um, uh, government institutions, relevant institutions. So we have large events Alhamdulillah and, and we, I feel proud that we are Alhamdulillah, the only structured innovation platform in Pakistan for the last operating for 15, 16 years right now, it's total volunteer. We actually do not really have a paid staff, you know. Occasionally, one time we, we, kept, we have for Pakistan operations, we had somebody there, but then we didn't have. So we do not have a paid staff. We are all volunteers. Um, we put money in it, our own money. We also do some fundraising, limited fundraising. And, but our main thing is that we we, we are not like uh, um, other charity organizations that we send money to Pakistan. We do send some money, obviously. But at the same time, our key focus is, is pulling all the expertise and the, and the brains and then channeling them in the right direction to make products for Pakistan.
0: So the, it sounds to me like this is an incredibly noble and wonderful um uh, way of doing things in that what you're what what it and correct me if i'm wrong but what it sounds like is you're taking uh, essentially what could be young fresh creative innovative talent out of academic institutions and basically marrying them with existing uh, industry so in order to provide an, uh, a channel for for their outlet so it's not just people with pipe dreams but it's people that pipe dreams that if they are viable can actually be put into action
1: Exactly. So, if you look at it like for our electric car, I mean, the whole battery pack, which is battery pack engineering, is, is not trivial. Isn't it? So, the whole battery pack was designed and developed and fabricated at NED University under the guidance of NEDICE experts and expatriates, but it was done by students at NED University. So, same thing even in our car, uh, the styling was done at, at NCA. Um, all the engineering analysis, crash analysis, some of the crash analysis which we did, that actually surpassed the results of some of the established competitors. Uh, and, and we, in terms of the G forces and things like that which you get, that was done at DHS Ufa. Whole fabrication was done at TEFTA. TEFTA is what? TEFTA Punjab is basically is a technical education and vocational training centers. That is the that is an in in area which has been neglected in Pakistan for a long time, vocational training. So we said we want to fabricate, we want to develop in that a field, in that area, so that we can produce next generation, um, um, maybe mechanics and maybe more vocational train, train people in electric vehicles. Because the whole world will need uh, tons of mechanics, they will yeah. need tons of uh, manufacturing workers, in this field. So, and that is one big resource, I think, resource we can provide to the rest of the world. So, so
0: before we move into the nitty-gritty of the car, just to finish off with, with, with DICE. I mean this sounds like a flagship operation of DICE. How many other projects has DICE seen to fruition all the way through?
1: Obviously we have facilitated I would say hundreds, literally hundreds of projects over the last 15 years. We have, we have started a program called DICE Shark just similar to a Shark Tank program, and uh, that is our flagship program where in our events we have a session where students would pitch 10-minute, give a 10-minute pitch of their project, and there are some industry leaders and seniors are sitting there. They fund those projects. So we have been doing it for, for, for many, many years, that from textile projects, health project, and everything. If you happen to be there in October, we have 31st October, we have an event. This year we have three events. Uh, our agriculture event is in Bhutan our mega event which which includes all the categories that is in Khairpur, and then we have our health event in 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 karachi which is completely by the way funded by industry Uh, we only give little bit of support there in terms of the prize money and other things and plus obviously the whole infrastructure but so so we have this dice shark event and in dice health we have been doing for a long time if you go to diceinnovationportal.com I mean, we have two websites, dicefoundation.org and diceinnovationportal.com. You click on Dice Shark, you will see many Dice Shark projects um, listed there, the titles and everything. We do not have honestly bandwidth to to follow every single project. That whether what right. they stage, but we have created an environment yeah. uh, where where students can. Some sometimes they need only few lakh rupees, five right. lakh, two lakh, three lakh. Okay, because of that, if they don't get it, their whole idea dies. Yeah, of course.
0: They get yeah. out of it. Yeah.
1: So, so we wanted to. So you asked that question, I want to just finish it off. But we started four or five years of something called mega projects that we wanted to do something under a program called National Innovation Basket. We said we will focus on some projects which has, uh, which pass the threshold of $500 million impact on the economy in terms of job creation and uh, and in terms of um, uh, increasing the export and reducing import and so on. So we we identified four projects. Uh, we, uh, there was a battery project. There's a, a Greenstrom project which is a Pakistan's own YouTube. And then an electric car project and a farmer portal. So Alhamdulillah we completed the first phase of our battery project and that battery is 35 kilowatt hour battery is being used in our car right now. So
0: just to clarify, the battery that's going to go into this, into the production car is going to be a Pakistani battery made in Pakistan? Battery
1: pack, battery pack is Pakistani. The cells we are importing. Right. Because Pakistan do not have a manufacturing capability there. Right. Once we get it, once we get those cells, yeah. because cell is, is 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 a good innovation, and yeah. there are a lot of innovations coming in cells too yeah. right now. But uh, honestly speaking, battery pack design of battery pack is very has to be very sophisticated. Otherwise, you get all the fires yeah. and all of these. So, you, so th- so that's where I think we need to educate um People in our country and everywhere else. We'll
0: come to that. But, just finish off with the yeah, three other projects okay. that you were talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the other one is I said not talk about Rinstra. Yeah. Rinstra is Pakistan's YouTube. even want today, right now. So you why can would you go... want to
0: take on YouTube? Honestly, I mean, seriously, like you know, we will I... not
1: take on YouTube. We will <laughs> never take on YouTube. See, that's not a point of taking YouTube. It's just a matter of having your own. But I mean, you, China is WeChat. Yeah. They do everything in WeChat, right. is so, so as I just said, I personally don't feel competition is bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can have a YouTube. YouTube is YouTube, isn't it? Um, but but the thing is, is you can also have your own infrastructure. You can also have your own app. We started this. We have uh, then we formed a company. We launched mm-hmm. a company, Insta Technologies. That is Pakistan-based company. And then it has about two hundred thousand subscribers. It's not a big, but ultimately sooner or later it will catch up. I mean, you know. So is so, that is that
0: up and running now?
1: Yeah, of course. You oh, can go I, to I the,
0: should I should start putting my content on there.
1: You can go rinstra dot com. You can uh, go to iPhone and download Rinstra app. You can go to Apple Store, uh, the Google Store. You can uh, do that. Now, obviously, don't expect it to be YouTube right now. Yeah. But it's still still functional. You can yeah. create your own channel. You uh, upload your videos. Yeah. It's for the short video content basically, so fifteen Excellent. to twenty minute content. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and the other two projects?
1: Other so battery yeah. car electric car. Yeah. And, and the fourth one is, is in infancy right now, is a farmer portal right. project. And, and that is basically, uh, right from the beginning, we thought that one of the big issues which Pakistan has 60 to 70% population is, is farmers, agriculture-based. Yeah. And, and small farmer is the one which, which we really need to focus more on. Because the thing is this, why our economy cycle is not really really getting jump start. Because the 60-70% of the population who need to have a purchasing power to buy motorbikes, to buy a car, to go to cinema, to do other things, we have kept them hand-to-mouth, isn't right. it? Because yes, yes. they have Got a small yeah. land a four acre. Yeah. I mean, they get uh, seeds expensive because they don't have volume discounts, they, they don't have right knowledge at the time, yeah. and it's especially in these days, yeah. it's a climate change. I mean, they don't know when the rain is going to happen yeah. and things like that. Things that weather patterns are changing. Yeah. The small farmer is the one which is actually suffering most. So mm-hmm. this farmer portal, whole idea is mm-hmm. to facilitate the small farmer. Uh, and I don't want to go into too much discussion right yeah. now, but yeah. let think of it as a similar to a national shan masala right. concept. Shan masala give you a recipe to. To, to make certain things, right. so, so you will have a recipe to grow cotton, right, but it right. will still have some noise factors. Growing cotton in Sindh and growing cotton in Punjab it still will have some change, some differences. The weather patterns could be different, the yeah. soil could be different. So it will incorporate those. It will create timetables for for uh, for um, uh, farmers and in a given area, uh, and then so it will try to standardize this whole process of of farming, basically.
0: So you talked a little bit about the, the environment there, and obviously fundamental to how the world is tackling the environmental issues at the moment, is trying to make this transition over to electronic vehicles, or electric vehicles, uh, EVs if you will. And um, you talked also a little bit about um, the situation in Pakistan and how you know, things perhaps are a little bit limited. Now you've gone down the route of creating Pakistan's first EV. Do you think Pakistan is ready for EVs uh, and electric vehicles?
1: I mean, it does not matter whether it is ready or not, you have to get there, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. because the whole world is is going towards EV. Mm-hmm. I, mean, uh, you, I mean, you will not find ga- in the next 10-15 years, it will be hard to get gasoline vehicles mm-hmm. because the major uh, OEMs will not be producing gasoline vehicles. So EV, whether you want it or not, they are coming, isn't it, mm-hmm. just the way the gasoline came in. I mean, came in, we missed that boat, we never created our gasoline engine, we do not even know how to do engine engineering. We don't know what, how to do transmission engineering, car engineering. So if we sit there, I mean what is going to happen? We'll still be the same society as we were. So so I think whether ready or not, we should get there.
0: Right. So I see what you're saying. So get in early whilst, we, whilst the technology is still in its infancy being developed so Thank that you, you can ride that wave.
1: Just So you ride that wave. I mean, you not only—I mean—you come up with your car, even in your education institutions, you, you start writing scientific papers and other things geared towards this technology. So you have presence with the rest of the world. You stay in par with the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that that's very important because if you miss this boat for the next three, four, five years, then you will be behind. Yeah, I mean, really. Good point. So I. I think this is very right time, Alhamdulillah, that we brought our car. In the so, area.
0: so you, so you launched the car, and the like, the car was, was was launched. And one of the key messaging behind the car was indigenous. The word indigenous, you know, Pakistan's indigenous. first indigenous uh, EV was, was the key the key headline uh, at the, at the event. Define indigenous. What do you mean by indigenous?
1: so that's a very actually good question you asked i mean because and that's something i think we really need to educate ourselves our nation and everybody when we say indigenous indigenous does not really mean that when you call, come up with an indigenous car the right from the get-go every single part is indigenous when uh, when a good designer designs uh, designs uh, some dress or something it doesn't mean that every button and every uh, thread you 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 have developed indigenously No, the the creativity comes in its design the money is for the design isn't it the, so in in car when we talk of indigenous we are talking about indigenous platform indigenous engineering i was I mentioned earlier that in when you design a car so so maybe step back what pakistan has done so far in 75 years we have this uh, foreign oems coming in so they they give us they tell us the instructions these are the prints okay this is these are the machines which you use and and we will train you so they make money in every way okay you cannot change even a single bolt okay this is how you make so and then then our government says okay we we need to have a deletion 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 we fooled ourselves uh, in the name of deletion so what does the deletion means they are saying okay out of these parts some of the parts you start making in Pakistan. Yeah, some deletion happened. I think we have learned something in manufacturing of simple parts, uh, e- easy parts in Pakistan, but it's still uh, more complicated parts are built there. They came to Pakistan, we just do assembly. So what we have done is mainly assembly, a little bit of manufacturing. When we talk of indigenous, there is, there is a whole world behind before engineering, before manufacturing. And that, that has been a black box for us. How do you design something? You have input to that black box is your customer needs consumer need what consumer your market study and everything and what output comes is your design okay and and then in the in the box you do trade off between literally thousands of attributes some are customer attributes some are um, indirect customer attribute so take an example you want a car which is durable okay you want a car which is not noisy okay we, 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 there's no harshness in it when you're driving it. You want a car which is uh, which has a good range. You want a car which aesthetically looks beautiful. Okay. You want a car which uh, which uh, which has a good ergonomics. Okay. Entry and exit and sitting. You want a car with a good features. You want a car with a good headroom. You want a car with a good legroom. You want a car with a ground clearance which is enough so it do, do not hit the bumps. Hundreds of uh, and uh, you want a car with a good torque. Good horsepower and everything so balancing this attribute is a challenge okay because my, many of these attributes they go in 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 opposite direction you you or you you improve the range you may sacrifice aesthetics You improves aesthetics maybe you sacrifice the range okay you improve durability you may sacrifice some other attribute so so that's where the car engineering comes in and alhamdulillah the people like us many many people who are living in michigan and outside in uk for last 30 years that's what we have learned and that's that black box how do you crack that black box when i said that when we did our virtual crash test when initially when we this is very important to understand for people and if when we did our first cut of design okay and when we did our crash analysis we were failing miserably our battery battery floor was crumbling.
0: Ah. Fundamental Literally. error there.
1: Yeah. Because 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 there is a Euro standard, Euro and Cap standard test yep. that you at certain speed you hit the rigid wall yep. and then and then you see how many G forces are coming on the driver and what is happening. Okay. So I'm talking about the initial stages then we have started refining the designing, we have started adding the talk boxes and other things and then we started refining and then we know noting that how much g-forces are coming on, on the driver, what is happening to the battery compartment and finally we got to the result, which is which is actually beating some of the competitors and again I'm talking about all virtual right now okay and with those virtual tests are actually pretty pretty good high fidelity tests which you do because this the science has actually progressed quite a bit. So so this similarly we did crash analysis. We did NVH analysis. We did uh, dynamic analysis. We did braking distance test. We did lane change test. We did uh, all these virtual tests. We did uh, high throttle test. We did um, uh, ride and handling test. We did uh, we did our suspension design the suspension ourselves the control arms the springs the uprights so we did ourselves. Um, so many many these attributes and then and and like if you know an electric vehicle you have a battery and you have to see when you get the cells when you buy the cells the whole life starts from there i mean that how high the bare bed cells you can get with a grade a good quality and then then you need to fit those cells and that all in our case goes in the bottom yeah. So which, is, is big, which is
0: what nowadays is often referred to in the industry as a modular platform or a skateboard platform. Exactly. So that, skateboard. That, it's self-contained pretty much, isn't it? And then you can create right. the rest of the car around
1: it. The rest of the car. The problem comes in that, that the whole floor is at least 200-300 mm thicker than the regular yeah. car yeah. Uh, because of the battery pack. Yeah. So now you need to, there's a big uh, trade-off you need to do between the ground clearance and between the height of the floor and the and the and the headroom, yeah. okay. So balancing that is it, itself is is, a, is a quite a bit of challenge there. Uh, I want
0: to um, present an analogy, and and you're probably going to go where the hell is that going with this? Because it's it's going to be it's going to be based around burgers. So but stay with <laughs> me. So uh, I remember like uh, visiting Pakistan when I was quite young, probably uh, late 80s, something like that. And somebody once said to me, you know, would you like a boor- burger? Shall we order a burger? I'm like, yeah, let's get a burger. So they got a burger and the burger arrived it was in a box and the 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 bun wasn't right, the burger just crumbled and fell apart and the chips mm-hmm. were the wrong flavor, they were all, you know, it it, it it was basically like somebody had been given a picture of a burger and um. said and somebody had and the picture was faxed It wasn't even that clear. It was a fax (laughs) and it was a bad line. And somebody said, oh, yeah, we uh, we can do this, you know, and they created this thing. Now, fast forward a few years and you had McDonald's and you had uh, Hardee's and you've got uh, Burger King and they're producing the same quality of burger that they produce anywhere else and now they're producing in Pakistan. Now, fast forward to today, to this summer, in fact, I was there and I decided to sample all these, I'm a huge burger fan and um, I found that the best burgers in Pakistan were from the local franchises. Wow. So so I'm going to name names here. None of these names, none of these companies are sponsoring me, but I'm just going to name them anyway. But take Burger Lab or take Burger O'Clock. I said to to a friend the other day, I said, Burger O'Clock, best burgers in the world. So we've gone full circle from that early facts to representation of what a burger is (laughs) to now pretty much the best tasting burger anywhere, surpassing, what McDonald's and Burger King and Hardee's have to offer in the country. So if you take that analogy and, and then you transplant that onto what you're trying to achieve, where in that cycle are you at the moment?
1: So, I, so basically, it's a good example, actually. So what we did in burger case, which you just explained that we have cracked that design black box. How do you do systems engineering of a burger? you know what does it really mean that uh, be, everything is balanced isn't it like your your right kind of um, um burger patty i mean how much it needs to be cooked uh, not overcooked now you don't want burger which is uh, one one burger is overcooked one is less cooked or something so the you want some standardization there you would like to have uh, the sauce uh, sourced from a same source every time. Yeah. Okay. And the sauce ingredients also need to be monitored. You like, I mean, it can go all the way till just like Shan masala that every uh, masala is same because they monitor from which fossil it is coming from, which crop. And because one crop is different, same for same chilies, one crop is different from another crop. It will have a different intensity. So you have to balance it out. So that cracking that box. black box is important so So where we are right now i think we have cracked that black box right we have we have designed our initial prototype by balancing all these attributes which pakistan has never done and there's a reason pakistan is very difficult for pakistan to do because that is a very expensive business yeah see with the mentality in pakistan so far and again our mentality in pakistan i'm part of it is that we want quick money yeah. What we want to do is we want to buy a buy real estate, we want something, we bought a file, and we want it to go up. In these kind of businesses, you just have to be patient. Yeah. You have to be patient because a lot of money is there, but you just have to be a little patient. So so designing well, while you're designing a vehicle, there's no money coming in. It is going yeah. in. No, no. No, it takes great. about five years, five years to all train. There's yeah. no revenue, not a single revenue coming in. So you have to be patient. So the reason we were able to do it is because all these engineers, I talked about crash analysis and everything, a typical engineer would charge like 150 to 200,000 dollars a year yeah. salary. Okay? You need to have a big pool of engineers, they are specialized in different areas. Yeah. So, so designing is expensive, I mean overall scheme of things is not that expensive if you look at manufacturing and everything but it still is a big big chunk so pakistan does not have that expertise we do not have crash engineers because we don't do it yeah. we do not have uh, that kind of a money to pay to, to make that investment neither that kind of a patience the reason we were able to do it is because of our volunteer resources because all of these crash analysts and all these uh, uh, nvh analyses and everything they are all pakistanis part of the brain drain they are getting converted into brain game. They are just setting it in Michigan and UK. They are still helping, not violating any of the intellectual properties of their company. We are yeah. very strict in it. Yeah. Just share your general knowledge. The way you go to a university, you give a lecture. You just share everything which is in the public domain. So that's what they do. Whatever their knowledge is, they share. They 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 talked about. I mean, so still the crash analysis is being done by an engineer in Pakistan, mm-hmm. from who graduated from a local university in pakistan but under the direction of that so so that's what your question was that's what we have cracked right now we have done the initial prototype and we will be testing that prototype there will be multiple prototypes now second stage is we are going into design industrialization phase okay let's pause there
0: for a minute because um we obviously we saw a car um at the event also the other thing i think that you know uh, and again, going back to the whole definition of indigenous, and I think the other people, other thing that people don't always understand, is that. Cars are the sum of their parts, and the parts are coming from all over the world. You know, so yeah, you're sitting yeah, in yeah. Michigan and you work for companies like Ford, but Ford may be having Brembo brakes, you know, from, from somewhere else, and the gearbox is a yeah. Jetrag, you know. So this is how the, the and the electronics are from Bosch, you know. So this is this is how the industry works. You know, there are always bits and pieces. There's no such thing as a car that's only going to be made in one place. You know, um, exactly. factories yeah. in the UK had to stop for Brexit for a while because components that had to come from Europe couldn't come over. You know, so this yeah. is the sort of thing. Now yeah. one of the things that um, so in the wake of that event that we had in Karachi and that you launched the car and one of the things that people said oh you know but the parts are from here and it's, it's not really from <laughs> here and there's bits from there and you know I mean I, I think it's giving you an opportunity now to in fact actually let's touch if you don't mind let's touch on that Park Wheels video that they did uh, with you uh, and, 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 and give you an opportunity to talk about you know, what you were trying to say there, you know, in, because yeah. of what happened there. So let, me, let
1: me give you my honest opinion. Here. Mm. I mean, uh, Parkwheels is a very good platform. I personally think that it's just a matter of, and I really mean it, it's just a matter of uh, some of the people who work for Park Parkwheels, I think they have never really uh, did a review of M1 prototype, know, initial prototype. There are several just e- just explain that
0: explain that m1 prototype explain what that means so that people m1 understand a prototype
1: that. is this yeah so the prototype is an initial prototype where you where you try to um, uh, prove out your primary function primary function of an electric car is that you have a battery, you have a motor, and everything is working together. You're getting some estimate of the ranges. Obviously, when you put together a car, you will have a suspension. You still would like to have a good suspension characteristics, right-hand handling, other attributes too. But the focus is not that which button you have used. I mean, you know, because that's not what you are trying to prove. Once you go into the production, going to closer to production. You make validation prototypes and make like production prototypes. At that time, you you already have suppliers chosen. You know that I'm going to get this uh, headlamp from this supplier that is specially designed for you. At this stage, my that, it, the way the pr- design process works, you will not have headlamp ch- supplier chosen at that initial stage. You, you will put a headlamp which is closer to what you want at this point in time. Sometime you go to the aftermarket, you buy something. Similar, what you want, so that you have a, you, so that your vehicle is representative, okay? So that people can see what we will be bringing up, bringing that thing. But it's, if you actually look at our M1 prototype, the one the prototype which we brought up, this is actually bad, lot better than even the prototype, initial prototype which. Is developed by established OEMs, mm-hmm. because the reason we did that way is because we want because we do not have a lot of resources. We cannot bring 60-70 make prototypes. So we wanted yeah. to kill two birds with one stone. We wanted to bring. I guess, some I guess it's
0: stuff. I guess it's also worth pointing out here that when major manufacturers, you know, such as your former employee Ford and people like that, when they go to a show and they, brought, they bring a prototype. I mean they've spent a couple of million pounds just on that prototype you know which is resources yeah. that you didn't have in this particular case i'm i'm guessing yeah
1: they actually bring up a lot of times they bring concept vehicles mm. too okay in the big shows and everything. concept vehicles are different they a lot of those concept vehicles never even see the light of the uh, the, the you never see on the road uh so concept vehicles are there sometimes they bring the cars which are more on the on the uh, close to production close to the market there they rarely bring prototype in big shows like that, because they don't want to reveal their design early on. Okay. They reveal their things. So at least not at the big shows. Okay. They don't bring it that way. So, but we did it, we did unconventional different thing because we wanted to excite people. We wanted to tell people that we are working on it and, and, and really that we have cracked that black box. Mm. I wanted people to understand that. So the, the question is. Uh, but just because because we pakistan has never done it so we don't know how to do the reviews of those kind of things and mm-hmm. um, if if there would have been some smart guy coming to me to do review i would have asked okay how did you balance the attributes with nvh and durability mm-hmm. you know how much did you have, what, how, how about the ergonomics and everything i would have loved that kind of review mm-hmm. because that's what the prototype is. these are the kind of things you are talking about what range is mm-hmm. good what type of cells you have used Mm -hmm. okay I would have shared some of those things which I could share at that time you know and so but again if you're talking about reviewing like a headlamp and they're doing a walkthrough and everything that was not for this kind of so that was I think which caused a little bit of the controversy. Moving on from that what was the
0: overall um, feedback that you had on the car what was the overall reaction that you had particularly in Pakistan itself?
1: I can tell you I generally what I have seen accept this Parkville video because it may have caused some controversy because the gentleman I asked him not to talk about this because that is not the focus because you don't want to undermine years of work of so many people mm-hmm. who have done the real engineering, not yeah. talking about engineering, talking about the yeah. side side mirror or something I mentioned. So, so I think that caused the controversy. But other than that, I can tell you, even if you look at, I think you you posted a video. Yeah. I heard a lot of good, good comments yeah. everywhere. Everywhere, I mean, so overwhelming. People are excited. They love it. The good thing is, even in when in, in villages, people know about this red car. All right, they, cool. They go everywhere. Yeah. It has created so much buzz yeah. right now that uh, better than our, our expectation. So, so the so,
0: actual car itself is that now using being used for testing and development, or is that just for show purposes at the moment? No, no, no,
1: no. This will be our M one prototype. So mm. uh, uh, this uh, prototype will be used to test the battery. Mm and our powertrain, power electronics, nothing else. Maybe right. a little bit of suspension, other things. Yeah. Then we will be creating uh, validation prototypes, mm-hmm. couple of validation prototypes, uh, and we have a timeline for it. And then we will be creating MLP prototype, which is make like production from the line. Okay, and those are the prototypes which as we go, they will become more and more closer to the refined product. To the
0: actual production car. Do you think the design is going to change much or the design is pretty much like that?
1: Uh, I'll keep a little bit of the mystery here. but (laughs) (laughs) But design will change a little bit, not a whole lot. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, we are getting some feedback. I mean, there were
0: it. some comparisons to the Honda E, which I thought was actually a compliment because the Honda E is a beautiful little ah, car. Yeah, so
1: absolutely, it's a compliment. I mean, you know, and and honestly speaking, I would like I, because that was an intentional thing, mm-hmm. so that we 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 are judged in that category, right? Okay, in that category because I'm I, that is our segment, okay? Honda E, Nissan Leaf, and those mm. kind of segments because our price is going to be. Competitive in that area. I mean, it's going to be cheaper than those cars with less, little less features, but it's still very comparable. In terms of
0: dollars, what sort of price uh, point are you targeting? I know we're still early yet, but you know.
1: Yeah, I think nineteen twenty thousand dollars. You know, whereas if you look at these vehicles, they are selling in the range of thirty-five to forty thousand dollars. That's right. Yeah, and you're planning to hit the
0: market when with this car
1: uh 25 uh, 2025 yeah that's interesting mm-hmm.
0: isn't it because most experts at the moment in the industry are talking about price parity between uh, petrol diesel cars and electric cars to be around 2025 right because yeah. at the moment electric vehicles are too expensive
1: At the moment, electric vehicles are expensive, so uh, it all depends, I mean, so we are trying to, uh, because there are certain things we control, there are certain things we don't control. Mm So currently, the battery price is around $100 per kilowatt hour, maybe a little less here and there. It used to be like 11-1200, sorry, 12 years ago, I think it was 11-1200 dollars per kilowatt hour, very expensive. The battery prices are coming down. So as more and more, I think more technology will come in the prices will come down but mm-hmm. but it's very important to understand the cost of ownership of electric car is still much cheaper mm-hmm. it's much cheaper it is like for our calculations uh, if because we have 35 kilowatt hour motor which gives an estimated 210 kilometers in in one charge one charge will take about 30 kilowatt hour because you don't charge the whole whole yeah. car. so 30 kilowatt hour is 30 units mm-hmm. unit rate we all know isn't it right now 35 and 40 rupees even 45 rupees in 1100 rupees you will charge the whole whole battery okay and you go 210 10 kilometers with that so basically that gives you about five or six rupees per kilometer as opposed to in gasoline vehicle you get like about 18 rupees per kilometer so if you there's a 13 dollar saving per kilometer so if you if you drive twenty thousand kilometers you're saving almost two sixty thousand rupees every year. And if you go to the Uber model, if you go let us say if you are driving 60,000 you are saving almost like uh, 9 lakh rupees every year. And battery life is huge, battery, battery you can use it for about in terms of kilometers at least minimum conservatively we said there is going to be still 5, 5, 525,000 uh, 5.25, 525, kilometers. So, 520,000 kilometers, if you go run the whole battery life, you can actually save more than what you paid for the car. Yeah. So, the cost and plus less maintenance and everything. So, total cost of ownership is still much, much cheaper than gasoline car.
0: And is there another thing? There's something that um, I, I was recently hosting a conference here at the British Show about uh, EVs and one of the topics of discussion that came up because as you know energy prices are rocketing up at the moment you know um, but the wonderful thing about smart charging so home smart charging as I'm sure you're very familiar with is that the smart chargers can charge up the car when the tariffs are very cheap so basically using cheap electricity to charge up the car and what they're talking about the next stage of that is from ca- for, that's home to car and they're talking about car to home Try So to that home, what yeah. you can actually do is charge up the car and then, so in uh, so in Pakistan, you have a unique situation where you have, you know, uh, sometimes the power goes out. Would you be in a situation where you could say, well, I could take the jazeri that's parked outside and then feed that back into the house again?
1: Yeah, so that is something we definitely ta- talked about and discussed it. Uh, and um, it's a very interesting idea and, uh, and need for Pakistan. Uh, so we just have to see. Um, um, the economic feasibility of those things. But That's amazing. A, a great so idea.
0: just just touch on the name a little bit because the, what's the the thinking behind Jesari and Null E seventy five? What's that all about?
1: <laughs> so 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 Jesari is a company name, just like Tesla, isn't mm-hmm. it? But so Tesla is named after Mr. Tesla, mm-hmm. okay, uh, which who who actually invented a, alternating current. And Jesari, I don't know how many people know. I'm fascinated by that guy um he was from Mesopotamia or something so in 12th century he was a muslim scientist okay who was known as a father of robotics he developed such a great mechanical machines elephant clock you should just definitely google it is my i've seen,
0: seen the other have you seen have you been to dubai uh,
1: dubai been a little bit but okay, no, if you oh, go to
0: oh, dubai oh, next okay. time go to ibn batuta mall okay and there you will see a replica of the uh, the elephant clock
1: oh okay okay yeah, it's there yeah yeah. yeah yeah so this is the guy who did that and a lot of other things and in the history in, in in if you look at it nobody remembers him that much he, he was in 12th century did wonders at that time so we wanted to name after him that's why the Jesery came in we replaced z with x Okay, mm-hmm. just because the domain name was not available, <laughs> <laughs> so we went to jezeri.com. but so that's where the Jesery came in and Noor is a nameplate, just like Tesla Model X and everything. So Noor we, we did like in our UK chapter and our Silicon Valley chapter and other ones we did a lot of brainstorming of many, many names and ultimately we came to the name called Noor, N-O-O-R, then we said let's make it more futuristic and you are Noor we all know. Mm-hmm. then it's, it's light and divine light uh, so that's what that, that thing is and then E is for electric yeah. so but people call it Nuri now and 75 were just a limited edition because right. it's 75th so, 75th of 75th 75th anniversary of got like, it, got it. Like, and yeah. the thing
0: is like so you're talking about 2025 we're hoping to see so maybe we'll see an actual production model say second half of 2024 I'm yes. guessing and then production in 2025. And of course, you have longer term plans with this because you have the platform now. And right. as you mentioned, you know, once you have that, you can then create other models, right?
1: Yeah, and you can modify a tweet platform to little bit here and there. So, so we were we will actually, we are coming up right now with the name of that platform too. right now. We, so yeah, absolutely right. So once we have learned that, then actually life's start become easier from there onwards because then we will make a sedan on that similar platform, a small little modification. We'll make a small SUV on that platform and then it's really sky is the limit. Mm -hmm. So, this first part is the difficult part and even in this first part, the first part of engineering coming to this prototype, cracking the back was the most difficult. Now there are challenges but there are other nature of bringing all the financing. I'm sitting here, I'm saying we'll bring the car in 2025. (laughs) First of all, we need to understand that when we say we, what do we mean? Dice Foundation is a non profit organization. Yeah. I mean, we will get involved, we will be involved because of our baby and everything, but ultimately, the Jezri will be a separate private uh, limited company in Pakistan, yeah. run by a separate set of management. I mean, you know, I mean, and uh, and it will need to raise almost about 70-80 million dollars yeah there's a lot of money needed to to bring i mean so, you, but,
0: you you say that's a lot of money but by car stand, this is nothing i mean what do manufacturers spend they, they spend like a billion dollars now on, on the development exactly. of the new models you know exactly yeah.
1: it's, it's it's nothing but but the thing is it from from, from Context of Pakistan market and the mentality of the investors. Yeah. Is still, it is still large mm-hmm. where you invest that money and you don't see money coming in. Yeah. One other thing which I, I would like to explain here to, for the sake of investors, mm-hmm. see they need to change the mindset. Mindset they do not understand in Pakistan. I'm not talking about everybody. Okay, generally they do not understand the concept of valuation, the concept of. How the the different uh, like pre seed funding, seed funding, Series A, Series B, Series C. So before even you bring the car to the market, your investment goes sometime ten times already. Mm-hmm. Because if I took a risk of investing, let's say hundred dollars, when I am doing the seed funding. My When I go to series A, my, my my valuation keeps going up because my design is improving. I'm going into the production. So by the time I produce a car, and my $100 share may already become became 800 or 1,000 rupees share. So I've already made 900%. Mm. And still the car uh, company has not made any money, has not produced the car. So this is the way the valuation model works in Silicon Valley, everywhere. That's why the Tesla cap- market capitalization is $1 trillion right now. So people need to understand that if you are investing right now, you don't have to wait till it will make money. To as long as the direction is good, as long as the valuation is increasing, you are still making money. That's the part people need to really understand.
0: So, Dr. Hashir, are you positive? Are you are you optimistic about the future for Jazeera and the Nuri in particular?
1: I am two hundred percent optimistic. This is my life dream, uh, and and I can tell you, I mean, this is uh, I live for. I mean, I. I'm, uh, not just electric car, I mean I talked about Farmer portal and everything. Uh, Allah Taala, I just pray Allah Taala, it gives me that much of life, I see that. But I would like to see change, I would like to really see Pakistan as technologically developed country in my lifetime. Because we have to do everything right now, we don't have time to wait. 5, 10, 15 years, we have wasted too much time. So I am very optimistic and and I think we just need to educate more people, we just, we just have to be patient persistence is very important you have to be persistent you have to be sincere dedicated dedicated to the cause and 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 believe in allah taala i mean i think things things fall on its place and, and that is my experience in the last 14 15 years when i started and you can keep focus on pakistan not on pakistani people may say it negative because if you focus on pakistani directly then you can get uh, be motivated by some comments here and there, yeah. but if you keep a, 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 a focus on Pakistan as an entity, which Kaid-e-Azam made for us, okay, we are. So we then you will not really small disturbances in and there. It's not going to affect you. You are trying to build Pakistan, and that will indirectly then affect all Pakistanis. So, so we are very hopeful, and and um, I'm, I'm very positive. We only focus on positives, glass which is full half full not on the on the you need to understand a little bit what is the uh, how the glass which is empty just so that you can manage it but don't talk about it every sector of our economy of our nation whether it's a politicians whether it's a government whether it is academia industry everybody has some part of the glass which is full some has more full part some is a less full part so if you combine all of them together focus on positives I mean i think you can still build pakistan but if you keep focusing on the negatives and come put all the negatives together you will create more negativity yeah. and that's what is actually happening right now yeah. that we 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 just focus on negatives in every every aspect we put them together and blow this whole negativity and and the whole image of pakistan get ruined so so that's we have to be very careful as a nation
0: no you're absolutely right inshallah what you're saying will will come true and i think that um it's a very bold, a very ambitious project it's it's a pioneering project and in, in a place where it's unprecedented and I absolutely totally uh, fully send my best wishes and hopes for for this project to see fruition and for actually to to go ahead and i and inshallah i can't wait to be the one of the first people to review the car soon you know i would love to do that that would be absolutely awesome but dr sheath thank you so much for taking the time out today it's been absolutely wonderful Mm -hmm. to talk to you and uh yeah i can't wait to see where this goes
1: thank you so much thank you just pray god bless pakistan
0: a big shout-out and thanks to Jay Williams over at Air Technic who are top-tier sponsors of Brown Car Guy. Check them out at Air Technic Co. UK for exhausts, brakes, suspension and body kits. Plus our other major sponsor, Neogen Solutions. Much appreciation also to tier 4 sponsors, Muhammad Ali Humade, Tom Conway Gordon and Reza Adil. And of course all these other guys who supporting on Patreon. Brown Car Guy is eternally grateful. Hey, think about joining them over at patreon.com Brown Car Guy. If you can't, don't worry. Just make sure you're subscribing to the YouTube channel and website. Plus follow on social media by searching for Brown Car Guy.